Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. Hallelujah. Somebody just lift your hand and say, yes, Lord. That's one of the most powerful prayers you can ever say. Yes, Lord. Somebody say freedom. Tell somebody beside you, today is a day of freedom. I believe they said it back like this in the 1800s. Emancipation. Meaning you are free. You are released. See, when the president signed, signed, signed that proclamation, people were free and didn't know it yet. See, that, they don't have uh, Instagram and they don't have Twitter like we do today. That, that, that the president can tweet something out and millions of people know about it. Abraham Lincoln had signed the Emancipation Proclamation which freed the slaves. And, and it took years for some slaves to realize that they were free. Tell somebody you're already free. And you didn't even know it. Tell somebody complete freedom. Uncommon freedom. Tell somebody, tell them uncommon freedom. What do I mean by that? You're free to say yes. You're free to say yes. I want to read this to you. John the 8th chapter. first verse tell somebody I'm free you may not feel like it yet but sometimes you got to say it until your reality lines up with your speaking tell somebody I'm free yes God John the 8th chapter 31st verse says this we're going to move quickly it says then Jesus said to the Jews who believed him he said if you abide in my word tell somebody abide in the word you are, my, you are my disciples indeed. People think that disciples died when, when Peter, James, and John. And no, no, tell somebody, I am a disciple. When you abide in the word, you automatically become a disciple. Because you cannot uh, uh, interact with the word and the word not change you. <laughs> somebody look at you and say, God, change me. They say, and you shall know the truth. People don't like a lot of truth nowadays. People like you to lie to them, like to put some butter on their biscuit, like to make them feel good. But tell somebody, you should know the truth. And that knowledge, you, you understand that we're destroyed because of lack of what, y'all? And the knowledge of that truth shall make you free. There's a lot of truth out there, but we don't know truth. difference between being aware, being acquainted with, and knowing. 
back in the fall of 1995. I've known her for 23 years. It's because we spent intimate time together. It's because we went through some hills and some valleys. It's because I stood beside her while she buried her father. She stood beside me while I buried my mother. Tell somebody, I know her. I know her. God said, the truth that you know is the truth that's going to make you free. See, we, 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 we are aware that God is a healer. But it's not until you go through something that I know him to be a healer. Anybody ever been bound before? You can, you can, you can say, oh, that's good off other people's testimony. But it's not until you're bound and change yourself that I know him to be a deliverer. The truth that you know. It's going to pop open and release you and make you free. Tell somebody, I'm free. And they answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and we have never been in bondage. See, they were, they were thinking on a whole other realm. To anyone, how can you say that we will be, we will be made free? See, they, they're having to discuss that. Jesus, we don't, we don't understand this. We don't understand this. How can you say that we're bound and we've always been free people? You understand we live in a, in a, a home of the free and a land of the brave. Well, one of the two, one, whether I got it one, one way or the other. But tell somebody, we're free. But you know how many people that can wake up on their own accord, can go where they want to, spend their own money. You know how many walking people are bound? Just because you don't have physical change does not mean that you're bound. And look at what Jesus said to them. Jesus answered and said, most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever. But sons abide forever. Therefore, if, a son makes you, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. your neighbor who the sun sets free is free indeed that's what I want to talk about today touch your neighbor tell, tell, tell them there was an uncommon freedom coming to you it's a freedom like most people don't realize we talked about last week that, that when something is uncommon, it's unusual, it's peculiar, it's rare. Tell somebody, that was a rare freedom that is about to come to you. Jesus said, who the son sets free has indeed freedom. That means it is undisputed freedom. It is freedom from everlasting. It is an eternal freedom that God wants to give you. Tell somebody, I thank you, Lord, for indeed freedom. You may be seated. Somebody say uncommon. We talked about last week about we are uncommon because Jesus was an uncommon savior. We serve Jehovah God. He's not like the other gods. Tell somebody he's not like the other gods. He's a living, breathing, loving, moving, 
adaptive, caring. who does not hold, hold back his mercy and his grace uh, uh, stingily, in a stingy manner. But he gives us grace and love. And I would even say acceptance in an overflowing manner. Somebody do your hand like this, overflowing. God's love for us is uncommon. God's love for us is so uncommon that the angels asked him, say, what is man that you are so mindful of him? Say, what have they done so special that you treat them better than the rest of the creation? It's because we're made in his likeness and we're made in his image. Everything in Genesis, when God was creating the earth, he spoke. He said, let there be fish. And it was. Let there be fowl of the air. And it was. Let there be water. Let there be firmament. Let there be, let there be the planets and the stars. God said, let there be. But when it came to when he created man, the word of God said he formed. It's one thing for people to talk a thing. But it's another thing when they put their hands to it. And I want you to know you are so special that God took his time. He put his hands on you and he formed you. You ever seen a sculptor forming and shaping a thing? They become so intimately involved that the clay gets on them and be all on their face. When they leave out, they look so dirty. They, they got to take a good shower because there's clay and there's dirt and it's all in their nails because they become so intimately, God, intimately involved. God said, I shaped and I formed you. You're different. You're unusual. You're rare. I've called you unto myself. To be separate, to be holy, to be set apart. Holy and separate doesn't mean that we're strange and we wear stuff on our head and skirts down to the floor that we almost tripping. It means that while we're out among the heathen, our response is different. That we're peculiar people. That we're unusual. That we're exceptional. Somebody say exceptional. That certain things that apply to other people don't apply to me. Because I'm under the safety of the, of, of the God Jehovah. Somebody say, I'm unusual. I want you to embrace that. Because whenever people usually say unusual, that's something we should be ashamed of. Like you're acting weird. Like, you, like, you know, like you're just acting all against the grain. But God said that we're in this world, but we're not of it. Meaning that we should be unusual. Everybody wants to follow the norm. Everybody wants to dress like everybody else. Everybody wants to talk like everybody else. Everybody wants to do the latest fad. But it's really the people that are really going to make ways and do things special is the people that's willing to buck the trend and be different. Tell somebody to be different for a change. Don't be afraid to be different. They don't build statues for people who follow the herd. They name buildings and they make monuments for people who are willing to be different willing to be unusual. Tell somebody to be unusual. But today we're talking about unusual freedom. I want you to turn to Isaiah 53 and 5. 
it says this but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we somebody lift your hand are healed many times we read that scripture and it's true and it's living for that purpose that we remind ourselves of the things that Jesus went through but so many times we relegate it only to the fact that he went to the cross and he went through that suffering just for our healing we get excited about that scripture but I want you, I want you to look at look, let's break down the scripture again he was wounded for your transgressions he was wounded for when we would mess up he was, wound, he was wounded for our sinful nature he was wounded for every mistake and every time you would disappoint him and every time you would let him down tell somebody he was wounded for that now that doesn't, that doesn't give us license to go out there and do things on purpose because we don't want to frustrate grace but the fact of the matter is that if we fall if we get separated from God by way of sin don't let the devil pull a guilt trip on you to say I might as well I, I messed up I can't do this thing so I might as well just walk away no he was wounded for your transgressions meaning that they had to wound him in order for blood to come out Jesus blood just ain't gonna come out of you unless you're wounded meaning that he was wounded for the purpose of shedding blood and without the shedding of blood there is no remission oh God there is no remission there is no separation there is no reprieve from sin he was wounded for the purpose of you being free. Says about it, free. free from sin. Not only did the word say that, but it said he was bruised for the purpose of iniquities. Iniquities may be things that you do do for yourself, to yourself, but iniquities are also things that people do 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 and put upon you. Curses in your family that you had nothing to do with. Words that people spoke over you. Rape and molestation and abandonment. Tell somebody those are iniquities. Well, the word of God said that he was bruised so that you can be free from iniquity. Oh, God. See, the word is good when you read it right. Then the word goes on to say the chastisement of our peace was upon him. Meaning he took whipping. He took suffrage. He took ridicule. He took them plucking the beard, the hairs out of his beard. He took them putting thorns on his head. He took them putting a cat of nine tails upon him. He took them piercing his side for the sake that you can be free from turmoil. You can be free from sleepless nights. You can be free from hell in the job and in the home. So you got to break down the words. Hey, I'm just, I thank you, Lord, for the healing. But some of us got perfect, got perfect blood pressure. 
Cholesterol is all, everything we want. Ain't got an ache in our body. But we're sick in our spirits. Can't sleep at night. Don't even have an appetite anymore because the pressure of life is squeezing you like a vice. But God said, I was chest, I chastised my son. He, you have to understand he was perfect without blemish. He didn't deserve the punishment that they gave him. Chastisement of our peace was upon him. And then as a bonus, and with his stripes, we are healed. The fact of the matter is, people of God, that Jesus died more than just to free us from sin. Jesus came and died to give us total freedom. Somebody do your hands like this. Total freedom. There are many people in the body of Christ that are free from sin, but they're not free from depression. They're not free from poverty and lack. They're not free from sickness and disease. They're not free from, from turmoil and strife in life. And Jesus said, I come, that I, I came and I died to give you total. Somebody do your head like this. All-encompassing freedom. And I would dare submit to you today that if you're not living in total freedom, you are not taking full advantage of Jesus' sacrifice. And the devil has played a Jedi mind trick on us to just be satisfied that we're not going to hell. When Jesus said in John 10 and 10, I've come that you might have life and life more abundantly. The abundant life is not a life, it's not a life where you gotta always rubbing two nickels together trying to make, you got Lord, I can't wait to pay they come. I can't wait till the first of the month come. I can't wait till this. That's not abundant life. Jesus said, I came to die for more than that. Yeah. 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 See, I took the keys from death, hell, and the grave. Word of God said he went into death. He went into death. And he came out with the keys. Oh, somebody, come on. Somebody raise your keys and just shake them in the atmosphere. Somebody got some keys. I ain't got them on me. But come on, tell somebody he got the keys. And you know what keys mean? It means access, but it also means that nothing can hold you in. Because my Savior got the keys. That he opened the door, meaning you no longer have to stay in that cage of bondage. You no longer have to stay in a state of lack and, and, and depression and depravity because Jesus became a curse so that we can be free from the curse. Somebody shout in the atmosphere, freedom. we're free from sin the rest of our life's pursuit has to be total and complete freedom yes. to whom the son sets free is what y'all free indeed now I believe that Jesus would have never said that if it had if there were not degrees of freedom 
I could be free from sin. But I'm bound by lack of self-control. And I ain't talking about jumping in somebody's bed. I'm talking about uh, not, 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 not eating them bonbons and them Oreos before you go to bed. Somebody say freedom. Freedom over the flesh. Freedom over thoughts that are contrary to the word of God. The word of God said that you have power to cast down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. But that's freedom that you have to exercise. Somebody say freedom. Galatians 5 and 1. I hope you're writing all these scriptures down. Galatians 5 and 1 says this. Stand fast. Tell, tell, tell somebody, tell them stand fast. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty or the freedom wherewith Christ has made you free. And be not entangled to the yoke of bondage. Again. The word of God is telling us right there, Galatians, that you got a part to pay in, part to play in your freedom. The word of God says that He gives us remission from sin. You know, sometimes people can have a terminal disease and they say, Well, I don't see it anymore. Rather than saying you're cured from it, we'll just say you're just in remission. Meaning this is a dormancy period. Word God said that his blood gives us remission from sin. Meaning that he, he separates us from sin. But it's our part to walk in the freedom and in the beauty of holiness. He said, I, I, I'll, I, I'll, I'll buffer you for a little while. But after a while, you're going to have to stand and you're going to have to walk in the freedom wherewith my blood has made you free. So many times we're not a recipient of the freedom and the deliverance that we're asking him for. But God, because God sees you ain't got the right mindset yet. If I make you debt free, you, you haven't changed your methods and your strategy. You still have that spirit of insecurity that's trying to keep up, excuse me, no pun intended, with the Joneses. And so if I set you free... So you got to understand, God said that there are people with, with enormous wealth, but they don't have peace. And God said, I can put your face in front of them in a dream. And they won't have peace until they write you a check and take care of everything that belongs to you. But if we have not considered our ways, we will find ourselves in 18 months back in the same state. Tell somebody you got to stand in your freedom. Wherewith Christ has made you free. See, a lot of times it's not the big things. It's not the drug use. It's not the alcohol abuse. It's not, it's, it's not the gambling addiction. And sometimes it's not, it's not the porn addiction. It's not, it's not the promiscuity. It is the little foxes that spoil the vine. It's the little foxes. You know, why, you, know how the, you know how the vine can get spoiled? Because the little foxes, they ain't eating the fruit off the top of the vine. They gnawing at the root. And sometimes we are, we, are, we are depressed at the root. We are unfruitful at the root. And whatever is at the root makes its way to the fruit. 
So many times we look, we're looking for the big bad devil <laughs> that we lose sight on a little imp that is sent to trip you up. The little imp that is meant to get you a little bit in bondage every day. I'm going to put a little link in that shackle every day. And next thing you know, you'll wake up a couple of months from now and you don't love God. You're not praying like you used to. You're not reading his word. You're not declaring. You're out there doing things that you never thought you would do. And you just say, God, how did I end up here? The devil nibbled away little by little. That's how the word of God said the very elect in the last days will be deceived. There'll be people that'll stand in front of Jesus say, I cast out devils in your name. I've raised the dead. You work miracles through my hands. And God's going to say, depart from me. I don't know you. Because the race is not given to the swift. It's not given to the strong. But it's the one that keeps the pace and endures to the end. To be free or not to be free isn't it an intentional choice? Tell somebody beside you, that's a choice. It's a choice. He said, I've given you the avenue. My blood has already opened the gates. The question is, do you want to choose freedom? Turn with me, John, the fifth chapter. Second verse says, now there was, a, there was at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew term Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, of halt, of withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole. Tell, tell somebody made whole of whatever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now there a long time in that case, he said unto him, listen to Jesus, wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him and said, sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me in the pool. But while I am coming, another step of down before me. And Jesus said unto him, rise up, take up your bed, and walk. Why did I read that? While people were waiting for the Spirit of God to move on the water, <laughs> the embodiment of the Spirit of God showed up at the pool. And he came to that man who had been there 38 years. And he challenged him. He didn't ask him what he wanted to be healed. Obviously, he wanted to be healed or he wouldn't be at the pool. Think about it, y'all. By virtue of him being there, he said that I want better. By virtue of you being here today, I believe your presence says I want better. But you'd be surprised at people that show up. don't really want to be made whole because wholeness means and this is what Jesus was asking he was challenging him he said look I know you want to be healed because you're here but I want you to know 
that healing is more than me just fixing something that's, that's malfunctioning. <laughs> it is fixing your whole mentality. It is fixing the, your whole view and your whole perspective. Because I want you to know, man that's been there 38 years, once I heal you, you, have no, more, you no longer have any excuses. You see, back in, back in society back then, they would come and they would give arms to the people who were lame, who were halt, who were this and were that because people say, well, they can't do nothing productive for, their, for themselves. But he's saying, once I heal you, you got to go make your own way. Once I heal you, you, know, you, no longer, you no longer can get back in that bed and get pitted. Once I heal you, there's a higher level of accountability. Once I deliver you, You no longer can lean on that. Well, God, I would, but you know what happened to me when I was 10? I delivered you from that. Once you become free indeed, you no longer can use the old excuses. Once you are free indeed, you no longer can blame mama and grandmama and auntie and how I was treated and how I was the last to get a bowl of oatmeal. You can't use those excuses no more. God said, when I make you free indeed, all bets are off. All crutches are gone. You can't use that no more. I'm expecting better of you because I've made you free indeed. And I want everybody to know this, that God expects better of you. There is more than I require. You think I shed blood for you to stay in the same state? You think I shed blood and made you free so that you can walk and go into a figure eight, get bound and get free, get bound and get free. God said, stand in your freedom. Whereby I have made you free. I can lose your shackles, but you could go back and get in the cell and close it up. So you got to understand that is the reason there is such a high rate of recidivism or returning back to jail because the prison system is no longer about reforming prisoners. It's a business now. It's not, it's, not, it's not about reforming them. And so as a result, people who have been told when to wake up, when to go to sleep, when they can have some recreation, they don't know how to handle freedom. And that's the reason they end up going back to old methods, old, old, old methodologies, old ways, hanging with old people, and they end up back in prison because they couldn't. Anybody ever known somebody? Say, so you know what? He been told what to do so long, he don't even know how to handle. He needs somebody to tell him when to eat and when to wake up. Anybody ever known somebody like that? If you don't know nobody, you might be the one. But anyway. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, Jesus was asking the man at the pool, now, when I do this, I'm going to make sure you can handle this freedom. See, we've been free from sin where the devil is always putting pressure on us. Go to the party. Girl, won't you give him a call? Won't you go on over his house at 2 a.m.? He just won't talk. <laughs> yeah. You just won't talk. Tell somebody pressure. The one thing I tell people about when they're in the valley of decision, what is it that you have peace about? Because the enemy always applies pressure. But the Spirit of God is a still, small voice. It's telling, now you know what the right thing to do is. Am I telling the truth in this place? 
always tell people, follow after peace. Because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is freedom. There is peace, but the devil will always put pressure on you. God will never put, somebody, this is wisdom for somebody in this place. That the spirit of God will never put pressure on you. He doesn't condemn, he convicts. He just shows you the error of your ways, but it's up to you to feel the conviction. It's up for you to make the choice. And God's challenge to us today is can we handle freedom? Through that terminal illness you've been asking God to deliver you from. Can you handle being healed? You may think I'm just saying stuff, but can you handle being healed? You destroy an organ through our abuse, let's just tell the truth. And the minute that God allows healing to come to us, we ain't getting rest. We eating everything known to man. Come on, y'all. Let's tell the truth. God frees you from the clutches of that, that negative, abusive, hellish relationship. And we go back, if we don't go back to the same one, we find another one just like the last one. God said, can you handle freedom? Or do you just want relief? Because you know, sometimes that thing can come in waves and the pressure can get so hot and the pain can be so intense that we cry out, God deliver me, but we just want, we just want relief from the moment. Thanks. God said, I don't want you to just have relief. I want you to choose perpetual freedom. Tell somebody, I choose freedom. Freedom is not free. Are you willing to pay the price for freedom? Ask the neighbor, are you willing to pay the price? Freedom is more than a state of being. It's a state of mind. I would say that again. Freedom is more than just a state of being. I would dare say there are people that are behind bars that are more free than some of us that are walking around. But tell somebody, I want to be free indeed. But let me tell you something. I've, de I, I, I've, I've dealt with people a long time. Counsel people a long time. Even before being a pastor. But you will not seek freedom until you see your bondage as misery. If it's tolerable, you know, yeah, you know, I can be free and not be free. I can manage it. I'm tough. I've got dexterity. You know, I got resilience. I can bounce back. We say all that stuff. But until you see your current state of bondage as misery, you will never pursue freedom. is a deliverer. Somebody say deliverer. That's one of the natures of God. That's one of the natures of God. God is a deliverer. 
But not only does God deliver us from something, his goal is to deliver us to something. God never, God never delivers us from unless he completes the cycle and delivers us into. He sent Moses to deliver them from the clutches of Pharaoh in Egypt. But God's ultimate plan was to deliver them to Canaan. And so many times, we're just happy because we're free. We're free from the whip. We're free from the pain. We're free from the turmoil. We're free from the bondage. And we stop right there. But God says today, I'm going to give you uncommon freedom. I'm going to start you on the path of uncommon freedom. Everybody's standing. We're going to give it an opportunity. for us to cry out to the Lord and make a request of him. I don't know where you are, whether you need deliverance from or you need deliverance to something. Somebody say fulfill. God declared that this was a year of fulfillment. And just like when a package is ordered, the fulfillment is not complete until the item is delivered. Mm. Somebody say deliver. We can get happy about the fact We can get happy about the fact, ooh, my package is on the way. I see the tracking. But after a while, after about a week, we're like, wait a minute. It's not complete. Because it hasn't been delivered to. I'm the destination for that package. And the transaction is not complete until you're delivered to. Does everybody understand that? you've been delivered from the curse and the penalty of sin let me see your hand that means you left from the camp of the enemy aren't you glad about it but how many of you can admit in this place that you have you have yet to be delivered to your destination or where God has for you it doesn't mean that you're lacking you're this and you're not really his child you really were delivered from it but has God, have you allowed God to complete the cycle to deliver you to something? I want everybody to hold hands with a neighbor. Come on up here, baby. I want everybody holding somebody's hand. And I don't want, you don't have to tell anybody your business. It's only between you and God. And so many times when we we're talking about deliverance, see, there, there is no freedom without deliverance. I'm going to read a scripture in just a minute just to give some context to it. But tell somebody, there is no true freedom without deliverance. Even when a baby has been in gestation for nine months, to change from one state to the other, 
They call it delivery. God wants to deliver you only from, but God wants to deliver you to the good land and the good vision that he has for you. And so right now, I'm, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. Keep holding, keep holding the hand. Keep holding the hand. Put the scripture up that we have. Psalm 69. The first verse, it says this. It says, save me, O God. For the waters are come in unto my soul. This is David talking. It says, I sink in deep mire where there is no standing. I am come unto, into the deep waters where floods are overflowing me. Somebody say, save me, God. I am weary of my crying. My throat is dry. My eyes fail while I wait for my God. I want us right now to begin to pray for our neighbor. Come on, let's begin to pray for our neighbor that God saves them. Not necessarily save their soul, but save them from what they need deliverance from. Come on, begin to pray. Come on, come on, audibly, come on, pray in this place. God, we thank you, Lord, for deliverance. Save them, save them, save them. Save them, God. If it's an unprofitable way, God, come and save them. They're sinking, God. They're sinking. They're sinking. They don't have to tell us their business. God, we thank you, Lord, that you're saving them. That, God, you are a savior. You are a savior. That's it, that's it. Come on, let prayer rise in this place. This is called intercession. We are praying for somebody else. We are standing in the gap. Come on, pray, pray. Thank you, Lord, that you are saving them from unprofitable ways, from words that have been spoken over them, from negative relationships, from negative occurrences. Thank you, Lord, that you are saving them. They were once sinking, God, but you are reaching down and you are grabbing us. Thank you, Lord, that you save us. Come on, come on, pray, 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 pray. Thank you, Lord, that you deliver us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's it, that's it, that's it. Let worship rise in this room. Thank you, Jesus. Chapter 69 and 14 says this while you're still praying. I just want you to listen. After you saved me at 14, it says, then God, I want you to, to deliver me. That means to pluck me out. Save me means that you, you, you save me from sinking. But I want you to deliver me. Somebody say, deliver them, God. Means to get them out of it. Get them out of it. Get them out of the unprofitable way. Get them out of the curse. Get them out of the relationship. God, get them out. Squeeze your hands and say, God, get them out. Deliver me out of the mire. Let me not sink. Let me not be delivered. Let, let me be delivered from them that hate me. And out of the deep waters. God said he's going to kick you out. If you would raise your hand, if you would cry out for help, 
God said, not only will I save you, but I'm going to get you out. I'm going to deliver you. 15 says, let not the water flood overflow me. Neither let the deep swallow me up. And let not the pit shut her mouth upon me. I want you to pray right now that, uh, that the strong hand of God's deliverance begin to pluck them out. Remove them from the location of the pit. Remove them from the location of the waters that are just about to swallow them. Deliver them! From that mission that the devil has put on them since they were born. Come on, begin to pray right now. Come on, pray a strong prayer right now in the name of Jesus. That they be delivered from every abnormality. That they be delivered from every sickness, from every word of cursing, that they be delivered from iniquity that somebody put on them, that curses that somebody spoke on. Come on, pray in this house. Pray! Let the abandonment of daddy that left them, that they be delivered from it. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, delivery is messy. Delivery is loud. Come on. In the name of Jesus. Come on, pray a prayer of deliverance. Come on, pray that they be free. Hallelujah. These signs shall follow them that believe. I believe that deliverance is in your hands. Deliverance is when you declare it. Come on, whom the sun sets free. It's free indeed. The sun sets free is free indeed. I'm not gonna leave you behind, but I'm gonna pluck you out. I'm gonna pull you out with me. It does no good if I'm free. If you, my sister, my brother, are bound, I pull you out. I pull you out. I won't leave you in the place that I found you. The Lord says, "Come on, you can be free." It doesn't matter if you've got that devil managed. He said, if I tell him to flee, he goes back in his corner. God said, I want you to have unusual, indeed, freedom. Come on. Come on, are you praying for that neighbor? Freedom from the scars of divorce. Freedom from the abnormality. Freedom from the iniquity, God. Freedom from the mental scars. Freedom from the scars on their soul, God. Freedom from the abandonment. Freedom, God. Deliver. You're a strong deliverer. You're a strong deliverer. You're a strong deliverer. Give me freedom, lest I die. Give me freedom, God. I thank you, Lord, that you're delivering my neighbor. That you're delivering my neighbor. That you are delivering them, God. That they will no longer be wasted. That the flood won't overtake them. Thank you, Lord, for freedom. There is no freedom without deliverance. There is no freedom without deliverance. And whom the sun set free is free indeed. God, we thank you for indeed freedom. Squeeze that hand and tell your neighbor, be free. Be free. Be free.
free. Be free. Be free. I command every shackle to turn his hand on you. I command every demon to lose his hold on you. I believe everything that's been oppressing you. It begins to loosen his hold. The blood of Jesus makes you free. The blood of Jesus makes you free. The blood of Jesus, hey, no more, shut up, makes you free. The blood of Jesus makes you free. Stand in your freedom. Whereby Christ has made you free. Low self-esteem leaves now. Spirits of poverty and lack leave the people of God now. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Somebody pray somebody through. Pray somebody through. It's not just a pastor. It's not just the mother of the church. But you can be the person that makes somebody free. And the last thing we're going to do, tell somebody besides here, I believe you're free. Sometimes people are free instantly. Sometimes God just starts the process of freedom. Tell somebody, walk in your freedom. Stand in your freedom. Play your part. Anybody believe that freedom is taking place in this room? the last thing we're going to do is seal it. This was David. He said this all in the same psalm. He said, first I want you to save me. Somebody say, save me, Lord. That means that, that means just keep me from sinking. Then I want you to deliver me from the location. Deliver me from the thing. Deliver me from the noise and pestilence. Deliver me from the, from the, from the lion that was just about to devour me. Somebody say, God, deliver me. And then he says right here, skipping down to 34, it says this. And I want you to get ready for it. Let heaven and earth praise the seas and everything that moveth therein. For God will save Zion. Good God. And he will build the cities of Judah. Judah is praise that they may dwell there and have it in possession. I want you to find your partner. Well, it might be left or right. Don't mean that you prefer one another, but find somebody to hold hands with them. Look them in the face. Say neighbor. Say oh neighbor. I thank God that today has been a day of your salvation from everything that was threatening you. Say, so not only that, I'm so thankful that not only did he save you, but he delivered you from everything that 
was ailing you, that was ailing you in your past. In your past. Said, but there's one thing left to do. I'm gonna help you do it. I'm gonna praise him. I'm gonna seal it with a praise. For he is a God of our salvation who has delivered us with a strong hand. Say, are you ready to praise him? Are you ready to seal your victory? Are you ready to seal your freedom? Say, because I'm gonna praise him. Praise him for myself. Say, are you ready? I'm about to praise him for your freedom. Your indeed freedom. For your freedom indeed. For your unusual freedom. For your uncommon freedom. Say, are you ready? On the count of three. One, two, three. Somebody give God praise for your neighbor's freedom. Seal it with a praise. Seal it with a praise. Come on. Seal it with a praise. 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 Come on. Seal it with a praise. Walls come down. Let the walls come down. Somebody praise him. Don't praise him. Praise him from a place of deliverance. I'm not praising him for it. I'm praising him from it. I'm not praising him for it. I'm praising him from it. From the place of healing. From the place of deliverance. Come on, sell it with a praise. Come on. Open your mouth. The walls of Jericho came down with the shout. The walls of Jericho came down with the shout. Freedom comes. The same way when a baby is delivered, the first thing a baby does is cry. Somebody cry out to the Lord. If you've ever been bound, hallelujah. If you've ever been tormented in your mind, if you ever wanted to stay on drugs, Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message, and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org, or facebook.com slash atthefellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.